Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pod Rocket. Uh, this is Noel, um, hosting for the first time, so welcome. Um, today, uh, Alex Trost, is that right? Trost. Yep, Trost. Trost. Trost is joining us. Um, Alex is a dev experience lead at Prismic and the creator of Front End Horse. Uh, how are you doing, Alex? I'm good. And uh, I had no idea this was your first time. Uh, it's also my first time. So we're going to go through this together. This is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've co-hosted before, but Kate like gave me gave me the reins today. So here we are. We're rolling. I, I wish um, I could say I co-guested, but uh, unfortunately, this was, my, this was my first time. But uh, no, no, no worries. No I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks awesome. for having me. Of course. Of course. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll get through it. Um, yeah, I guess maybe maybe to get us rolling, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, you know, how you how you found yourself as a dev experience lead. Yeah. Um, so in the third grade, uh, no, no. Um, uh, so I, I, uh, yeah, I'm the the developer experience team lead over at Prismic. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get into what Prismic is and everything. I uh, in my free time, I run Front End Horse, which has. Uh, focuses on creative development and creative coding, code pens, all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of uh, encapsulates a community and a Twitch stream and a blog and a newsletter. It's just a whole bunch of stuff thrown together. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a front-end developer kind of by trade. But before that was uh, an elementary school teacher or primary for you across the pond uh, out, out there. Not, not you, Noel. Yeah, I, yes, I, yes. I assume, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, and also, uh, before that was a gra- a graphic designer. So have like uh, a couple of different backgrounds before programming that I still try to like work into things and like teaching and design and like art and programming. It's all kind of one big interest now. And so, yeah, that's a bit about me. Nice, nice. Yeah, I feel like I feel like. Uh, with front-end developers in particular, I find a lot of them like have educational backgrounds, uh, especially those that, that that land in these um, like dev experience roles. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's just like that sense of empathy from being an educator historically, or what it is exactly. But um, I feel like that's a common a common pattern I see. Um, I, no, I, I I think you're yeah. Like I've I've definitely seen that quite a bit. I I know quite a few um, educator or, or former educators who were like, "This isn't sustainable as a as, as a career." Um, but I still want to, you know, be that kind of person who is, uh, teaching. And yeah, I, I think, I think you, you nailed it with empathy where you have to have that, uh, to teach and developer advocacy, developer, uh, experience is that kind of a role. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So I, I guess, I guess with that, would it make more sense to jump into front end horse first from here? Sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. So what, what is it? Tell us, tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, front end horse. Uh, first off, you might be. Uh, let's just start with the fact that I do not own a horse. I am not a horse person. Uh, I would never was a horse girl uh, growing up, um, and I just always thought that dot horse is the funniest top level domain or TLD that you can get. It's just like there's dot info, there's dot org, there's all kinds of dot horse. It's just like like you can't beat it. So as I was trying to come up with like a newsletter name, uh, you know, Alex's weekly digest of front end finds doesn't have the same ring. And it also doesn't have like the branding built in. So uh, to go front end dot horse, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's memorable the, the, for sure. The puns yeah. are there, right? Like, like, like just, yeah. just the puns that you can run with. Yeah, it's great. So, no, yeah, I love it. It's like, it's so, it's so weirdly specific and like, you know, 
why is that yeah. a TLD? Who knows? But it's, it's there. There you go. So the, the, the horse community cried out and someone answered the call. So <laughs> thank, thankfully, uh, you know, that that happened. But yeah. uh, getting getting that horse bit out of the way, um, what is it? It is basically kind of four things that, at this point, and I touched on them briefly. Um, I think the, the, the thing that it is most now is a Twitch stream and a community. See, like I, I always waffle back and forth because people might know it for the community or, or, or the Twitch stream. Let's go with the Twitch stream since that's what I started with. Um, basically, the Twitch stream, uh, we bring on creative developers and just any kind of like front end developers. And they show us how to make something like incredible. Like we can make like a bouncy castle in SVG. Uh, someone came on and taught us how to make a 3JS uh hamburger drum kit so the hamburger morphs into a drum kit because we had like a whole theme and you can play it and it's playable and it like just like really over the top like like the fun parts of the web not not so much the like uh how to build your SaaS and how to you know profit from internet business that's never been like my deep interest so front end horse always focuses on like how can you do something just like really wacky or just really like gorgeous with web tech uh and so yeah we we get some fantastic people on to, to teach us that stuff and um and so yeah that's the stream the discord community uh, just friendly bunch of folks that uh started out just hanging out in the stream chat kind of realized i like talking to these people but they all go away after the stream so let's give that a home and uh it's been going for i don't know maybe like seven months i have no idea but it's it's been it's been going strong it's a it's a it's a wonderful friendly place if people are looking for a way to learn more about front-end development just have a nice place to chat with people or ask questions uh i i i recommend it uh as the as the person who's kind of managing it but uh Yeah, we'll be sure to get uh links to both in the show notes so people cool. can can come discover um awesome but yeah it, were, were you one of those people that that uh, I don't know, has has been lamenting the early weird days of the web more, and that's kind of what led to the inception of this, or or what what you know what got what got at you here? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely a, a bit, right? Like I I've I've always enjoyed that part of the web where it's just like you know it's weird, it's just weird for the sake of being weird, um, or it's just beautiful for the sake of being beautiful, right? Like 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 just the creative aspects of the web not as much that money making aspect. I, I, I never, I mean, I, I went from graphic design to teaching. Like I never had that, like, I got to get rich kind of thing in me. Uh, so I've, I've always, uh, I've always been drawn to, to those parts. Um, but what actually got me like making front end horse, cause it started as a newsletter. Um, what got me into it was scrolling through code pen and code pen can be like, a mix of like, oh, this is like a a useful snippet for how to do something practical, or it can just be the most nonsensical, coolest thing you've ever seen—a button that does five wild things that you would never pull into a real website. But it's, but it's, wow, this is cool, right? Uh, and digging into that code because, like, like that's the beautiful part about it is that like, so many websites you see, like, oh my gosh, this is gorgeous, but the code is completely like buried in. Uh, minified JavaScript, and you can't even like begin to 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 grok it, right? But CodePen, it's just it's just there. Like, there's the map, and you just have to like dig in and find it, or, or or like dig in and like try to read it and understand it. 
And so I would like spend like a ton of time just going through and being like, how are they doing this? And then finding it out was such a like dopamine rush of like, whoa, that is a cool technique. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know I didn't know that was a, a a JavaScript library. I didn't know that was a CSS property. What? Like, how do you so that was fun? And then becoming like uh friends with these people who are making these awesome code pens and asking them like how how are you doing this? And then having them break it down and being like, that's awesome. More people need to know about this. Like, I I, I can't let this be just like niche, you know, uh, uh, information that that only I, I I can't bear this weight. This is this is too cool. I have to tell everyone. Um, so it was it, it kind of started there and just became a thing where it's like if I if I make a newsletter, I get to tell lots of folks about this cool thing. And I get to talk to the creator of that cool thing and ask them, how, how do you make cool thing, right? Tell me about it. And I and I get to tell other people. So it became like almost an excuse like like this. I'm, I'm seeing through you, Pod Rocket. You get to talk to not me, but lots of other cool people because it's you know, like like if if you were to go, hey, uh, Scott Hanselman, I want to talk to you for 30 minutes. He'd be like, ah, I'm a little busy. But if you say Scott Hanselman. Uh, come on our podcast, boom, you got them, right? Like, like, like that's the thing. Same thing with the newsletter. You're able to to ask people for their time and uh, and you get to learn and it's awesome. So that's kind of where it started, just curiosity around creative coding and wanting to put that code out to, out to the world and say, this is really neat, but also, uh, you know, teach. And uh, yeah. nice. Nice. So when you started the newsletter, were you were you mainly kind of just going through like these, um, like you know the the pens and finding finding cool snippets of code that you could share and aggregating them and sending them out, or from the get go, did you know that you wanted to talk to the creators of these things and have it be more of a dialogue? Yeah, it was it was definitely the second one because there are, there are a lot of good newsletters that already say like check out this code pen, it's it's gorgeous. But none of them were saying, check out this code pen. Here's what they're doing. Here's how they're doing it. Here's that trick. And like, here's the technique that you can walk away with. It's this specific SVG filter. And this is how they're animating it. Right? Like, like I I I wanted that. That's the part to me where like, like I'll I'll get other newsletters and I'm like, cool. But now, now you've you've wasted my afternoon because now I have to go in and and like like my curiosity isn't sated there. Cause I I I, I need to know. So I figured uh, if there's anyone else out there who's who's also like, how how are they doing this? There's no JavaScript in this code pen. What's going on? Um, you know, this is like that that TLDR kind of thing for for them. Yeah, that that that's that's super interesting. I feel like I've, I've been in that I've been in that seat of discovery many times as well. I'm just like, wait, how how is this working? You click you click like one of the one of the tabs up there and like the yep. CSS tab is empty or the JavaScript ta- yeah. tag. It's like, wait, what? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, my mind is that, blown right now. Those are um, some of my favorites where like mm-hmm. I think so many people look at those and if if you don't open the tab, you you can probably go, eh, I've seen stuff like this. But then you realize, no, that's not an image. Like that's just CSS or whatever. And you're like, what? Right? Like, like you do that double take. But but if you just see it at a glance, you're like, yeah, cool picture. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, so uh, yeah, that's 
that's the cool. fun for me. So, so when you when you were coming up with this newsletter, who who did you have as like the target reader in mind? Were you like, I want to, I want to, I want to focus on front end devs who are already you know pretty acclimated and they'll understand what they're looking at, or were you trying to make it super approachable for someone who hadn't been in that space for very long? Or who who are you who are you envisioning reading? Yeah, I, I think I think it's always been a thing of uh, if if I'm not learning a thing from it, or or, or like if if I if I can't add anything here, um, then it's not really worth covering for, for the most part. Like, like back to CSS art a little bit. Um, beyond a few key techniques, there's not a ton that you can um, explain from CSS art piece to CSS art piece. Where like once you get a few of those key things of like backgrounds with linear gradients and drop shadows, um, once you get that, it's pretty much like all right, you know how to walk. Now walk for 500 miles, right? So like, like, like it's just um, persistence. And so like those, I'm kind of like, ah, that, that's cool. It's awesome. But I have nothing to add there because it's just that kind of like, yep, just just keep doing that one thing for a long time and do it well. And so that I kind of usually skipped over. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's basically like if, if I, I, I did it for myself. Honestly, like like I was always the 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 audience. I'm like, if I find it cool, um, if I am learning something from it, then it, it'll probably make it. If neither of those happen, it's 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 not going to. So gotcha, gotcha. So was that was that kind of your main your main driving force in picking topics? And is it still how you how you decide what you know what to talk yeah. about? Is the stuff you find cool and like novel? Yeah, I I I I think so because um it'll like I'll. I'll still have to find, you know, because like once you find a few SVG filter pens, it's tough to be like, this person's using a new SVG filter. Like there's only so many and they don't add them pretty often, right? Um, so it's it, it becomes a thing where, um, yeah, like it has to be used in a unique way or used uh, with some new combination of other attributes. And just like, this is a cool thing. Look how they're using this. Nice, nice. What, what, when when you started, was it was it a video medium at all? You said it was a newsletter, so was it just like an like a text interview, or what was that? What was that like? It was just honestly me DMing people on Twitter and going, "Hey, this is awesome. Can I ask you some questions about it for my newsletter?" Uh, nice. So yeah, no video for a while, and then uh, around February of last year of 2021, uh, I started to say, "Hey, want to come on and and make cool stuff on Twitch with us live?" and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of when when the the video um, aspect of it started, and in in between there, I started to write blog posts because newsletters got a little bit uh, limited in what you can include. Like you can't, you know, like, like I'm I got pretty demo heavy, where it's like here's this cool code pen, and here it is destructured, and I I would like break down the parts, and you can't really embed code pens in emails, so it became uh yeah yeah that's that makes sense. Was the how 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 did that transition to like a live kind of video format go? Was there anything weird, unexpected there that surprised you? <laughs> so I mean, like the first time I did it, uh, went live, hyped hyped it up in the newsletter. Didn't realize that Macs are really kind of a pain in the butt with um, taking audio from one app to another, uh, and so actually had to hold the phone up to the microphone as I talked to my guest. Uh, and so that was, yeah, just, yeah, lots of weirdness there, but mainly t- technical difficulties. Um, but in terms of like having people build stuff live, um, just kind of 
no, I, I, I think for the most part, it was, it was kind of what I expected, but, uh, I think people really enjoyed it and there, there weren't a lot of other people doing that sort of thing of like watching people just make fun, creative code for the sake of it, um, on Twitch. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. What was the, was the community element, like the user interaction or viewer interaction, was that kind of how you expected it to feel as well? Was there any surprises on that front? I, I think it was surprising just in the sense of like what developed from it. Because the people who like read the newsletter, respond to it, share it, aren't always going to be the people who are in the Twitch stream or in, in the Discord and like, you know, uh, chatting there. So it's cool having lots of different mediums because you get different types of folks, like people who share the blog posts on Twitter. Uh, I don't see them in the streams too often than vice versa, right? Like, so it's it's just interesting being able to hit a lot of different people and talk with a lot of different people in 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 that kind of sense nice do, do most do most viewers or at least people that are like in chat and stuff do they seem like they have the similar kind of dev background experiences or are there more beginner level questions you find being asked uh, what what does that look like that's the cool thing is that like uh somehow i've attracted lots of different people um i i never built with 11 before doing the stream but had a like big 11 community suddenly just kind of like pop up around front end horse um just with a, a few folks who really liked it um you've had ben ben myers on on the uh on the, the podcast uh and ben holmes i'm sure lots of others that I'm, I'm gonna forget right now but um all people who uh found themselves in in chat part of the community um and yeah like different walks of as i say life but like different focuses like some people don't even do that much front end they're more back endy but they are curious and some people are complete beginners and they're there to ask questions some people um like like kevin powell will be in in the chat helping and answering questions and stuff and it's just like uh it's it's cool the the diversity um because you can always kind of go hey I, I i don't know what's going on here does someone know and there's a good chance that like someone's going to bail me out honestly the entire stream if i it, when i stream solo it's just chat bailing me out um of like i don't know what i'm doing and chat's there to help it's yeah. it's pretty wonderful it's like pair programming with you know like 100 people over your shoulder yeah. basically yeah. yeah 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 nice nice that's awesome yeah i, I feel like that's always a, a super cool experience and i think one that a lot of professions don't have the i don't know the the privilege of having this like oh all these people will be online and just like work on this thing together just because it's interesting and everyone's into it like um it's a super yeah super cool yeah thing. like that um, collaborative creative opportunity um yeah just hopping on creating a generative piece in code pen and having uh the chat there to like riff on ideas with you and and add to it so, yeah so cool yeah super super cool um yeah, so, so you you mentioned a little bit of of web tech. Uh, you said like eleven D for there was a group that seemed super tied to it that has found their way uh, to the stream without you having really any any experience there. Um, I was I'm I'm curious about your so the the actual website for front end horse is like super cool. It's, it looks really nice. Did did you do most of that work yourself? Yes. Yeah. So I uh, I. Did like the 3D work on on the like there's some like images ar ar around the site. I did those in Blender. Um, I I don't design as much as I would like to anymore, and it's like I'm I'm very slow with it. So the the, the design of that took months and months and months. But 
yeah uh design the only thing i didn't design is is the logo i gotta design our friend to make the little like scripty thing but yeah uh designed that and then the site is built in gap in gatsby i need to enunciate gatsby um and uh yeah it's it's been a fun thing where like i got it out the door and then i haven't updated it and it it, it needs an update because like the home page doesn't even mention like the stream or the community or anything it, it says it up at the top but anyway I won't critique my own site here. I easily could. I could break down every bug there is, but yeah, no, no, it, it it looks great. And yeah, I guess yeah, the reason I was asking about Eleven D was that was my next question. Was like, were you using a, a framework or a generator for it? Because um, yeah, it looks it looks really nice. Yeah, I I uh, I started with Gatsby, or like I I was building with Gatsby for a while. Uh, these days, I kind of use more Next.js, and I'm interested in things like Astro. Um, nice. Just, there's so many cool things out there, but. Yeah. 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 There's so much, so much to explore. Um, for sure. I was also curious. I feel like your horse, the logo you were talking about reminds me of the like Gumby logo. Do you know Gumby? I can see that. Yeah. Like, oh the, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I feel yeah. like it's this, uh, like a very similar color poke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think pokey. that's right. That sounds right. Anyway, that's that was like funny. the first thing I thought of. I don't know. I don't know if there was any intent there or not. But no, and yeah. I don't think I don't know if anyone's ever mentioned that. So I'll I'll have to Google afterwards to see how yeah. much uh, their lawyers have grounds, <laughs> uh, because you know they keep sending those cease and desists, but I just read them out. <laughs> like, what what could they do? Nice, nice, very cool. Um, yeah, again, so yeah, we'll we'll be sure to get links in the show notes to, yeah. to all all these channels. Um, yeah, with that, I'm I I want to talk a little bit about uh, Prismic as well, um, just because you know you, you spend a lot of time there. Maybe to to frame the discussion for listeners, what is Prismic? Yeah, so uh, listeners might know Prismic uh, as a uh, head, or sorry, a, a, yeah, as a headless CMS. Um, but I kind of think of us more as like a headless website builder. Um, but to to start with headless CMS, um, if in, in case the listener is isn't familiar, uh, headless CMS is basically a standard CMS without a front end, right? So if you're familiar with, with, with WordPress or any other kind of CMS, typically there is the back end and the front end and they are tightly coupled. And once you publish uh, in the editor, it shows up on the front end. And to, to get a, a front end or to get something like a Next.js or anything else there can be kind of a pain in the butt. So headless CMS just gives you all the goodness of that editor interface without tying you down to anything. It's just an, an, an API. Um, and so it's nice because you're you're not tied to that monolith of of like a WordPress or like a Squarespace where it's like you've you've got this thing that it's really hard to decouple. Um, and as a developer, you can then choose the best tool for the job. If if you are a Next.js developer and you know that your client or your company um, should use Next.js for this project. It's it's the best uh, tool for that use case. You can do it, right? Like you can wire up Next.js to that headless CMS. Um, but like that's not always great for editors um, to to have just a a headless CMS um, because editors love the page builder attributes of a Squarespace, right? Like. If 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 you're someone who just slings content all day, you don't want to wait for a developer to build you out a new page or to create something new for you. Um, you want that that experience that that a Squarespace or or a, a Wix gives you because you can just grab components, 
move them around, um, build out your page, see what it looks like and go, yep, that's what I want. And within like an hour, have a brand new page up and, uh, you know, editors have to turn on a dime to like take care of sales or opportunities or whatever, right? Um, so they want that. Developers want the modern toolkits of Next.js or SvelteKit or any any of those. And so you kind of want the, the best of those both worlds, right? And that's where like a, a headless page builder comes in uh, with Prismic, where we have this concept called slices. And if you look at, you know, like a standard landing page, what do you see? You kind of see at the top, you've got a hero, right? Like pretty much always the hero, the text on the left, the picture on the right, or some combination of that, right? Uh, below that, you might have like uh, a group of logos, right? So like, like there's another section right below that. These are the companies that trust us. Below that, it might be testimonials. Um, and, and, you know, like you see those same sections on every site, right? And then there's like content blocks. And so uh, Prismic calls those sections slices. Like you slice your, your website up into these, these slices. And as a developer, you're not focusing on building the entire page. Like I, I don't have to worry about uh, the hero flowing into the logo cloud or any of that. I'm just building this slice. And as a as a React developer or as just like you know a modern JavaScript developer, that's super familiar to me. I I'm familiar with component based website architecture, right? So building out a, a a section for a logo slice, I I know how to do that. And I, I know how to take in an array of images or whatever. Um, I know how to model that out and uh, build that slice. So developers get to build a whole bunch of these slices and hand those to the editor in in the, the Prismic editor uh, and, and say, all right, here's all, all the slices you need. Go build pages. And then editors can come in and just say, all right, for this, I'm going to go with a hero. I'm going to have it so that uh, like I'm going to use the variation where the text is centered, ooh, and then uh, put put content below that, and then put a you know an image grid and and mix and match, move those around, reuse those slices, and so then you get the the, the best of both worlds, right? Like they they get to build the page exactly how they want it. Developers don't have to like try to troubleshoot a Squarespace front end or something. Like my God, like having to dig into. Uh, like like the proprietary code of like a Wix. I I don't want to do that. I want to use Next.js. Like and God forbid you have to like integrate with something else. I want to use a front end framework that I know. Uh, so every everyone's happy that way uh, because you are shipping that page builder with slices and yeah, it's it's just a great experience. Nice nice. So is the is the is the editor component then part part of um, Prismic's offering, like like where a where a you know a content a person who slings content all day, I think was the, was the phrase you used. Some, and something that's like what that. they put on their LinkedIn. That's yeah, not yeah, me. Right, right. That's what... <laughs> it sounds like something that you know, yeah, that's someone in charge of that would exactly, yep. exactly, yep. yeah, um, yeah. So, so is is there is 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 part of the appeal of uh, Prismic versus another another headless CMS that like there is more of a focus on that like editor experience to make it less clunky like i put text into a text box and hit enter and then i wait for a build and i go look at it and see if it turned out correct does that question make uh, sense like is that is that part of the cell of of prism yeah yeah so so I, I i think like i mean even just the like having to wait wait for the build um that's kind of common with a, a lot of um 
you know, like if you are building with Gatsby, it's a static site generator that does hydrate over with with React, but it can be tough to get previews in there. Uh, with Prismic, you do have live preview. So as soon as the editor goes in, they can, you know, throw some images in, hit preview, and don't have to wait for that build. Because honestly, like having been at an agency, you can't tell an editor, you have to wait five minutes to see if this thing looks right. You can't. Like, like good luck. They're going to say, get me off this. I, I, I'm, I don't want to use this. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's the flexibility for editors, right? Like they want to be able to uh, ship without ever bothering developers. And developers don't want that either. Developers don't want to get called in to do a really boring task of like, hey, I, I, I need a page where instead of the image being above the text, it's actually below the text. Like what a what a boring ticket to pick up for a developer, right? Like that's not a complicated problem that they can like feel good about solving. Uh, so yeah, give give the editors the power to just move that slice below that other slice, and there you go, you're set. So like everyone's happy with with that kind of a setup because it's just flexible. You just have um, this area where the slices can be put in, moved around, removed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool, gotcha, gotcha. So so is is Prismic opinionated then in in the front end hosting piece as well? Like is that how you guys facilitate those? like real-time views during editing? Oh, uh, so preview. So no, but so, so with with previews, like it it works a certain way. And and, and we we have um, clients that actually my team, uh, the developer experience team is like responsible for. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't touched them, but my team has done a really good job of making these kits just a dream to use. So I feel like I can brag about it, even though I, I didn't write like a line of the code. Um, but yeah, so so like getting previews is really easy uh, with these kits. Um, but if if you were to like try to get previews in like a language we don't support or something like that, right? Like you're kind of on your own. You can you can make it work, but. Um, but no, like in terms of like, you know, go do it with Nux, go do it with Next, go do it with whatever. Um, you just basically have to um, ask ask for a different version of of the content, right? So like you're typically asking for the master branch, as, 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 essentially. Instead, you just go, hey, I got this preview ref. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go get some preview data and and display that it's just like uh it's it's really it's really like a great way to handle previews um but it's not too much work for like someone to implement it on on their own but in terms of uh like supported frameworks it's like no work at all nice awesome okay cool yeah i was just just even for my own sake trying to like make sure i had a full handle on this the the slice of that stack that you guys are like taking ownership of because i feel like everyone's kind of like aiming for a different subset of that like headless jam stack world um yeah yeah Cool. So uh, you you mentioned it briefly in there, um, your team and kind of what they're in charge of. Can you can you elaborate on that? Like, what is your role specifically uh, charged charged with uh, as a dev experience lead, and what is your what is your team's focus? Yeah. So uh, the developer experience team at Prismic um, is. I mean, first off, we are growing. So uh, anyone out there, uh, but we we are um, so. We've we handle the SDKs for connecting to pretty much anything like like with with Vue with React. Um, if you want to bring Prismic data into your website, 
uh, our kits make it a lot easier. Uh, and yeah, like like we, we we just keep building new like best practices into in into those SDKs. So it's like, hey, uh, what if you made it easier for people to have a, a a source set and to specify the way that this works? Like, boom, it's it's now part of this helper library, and it's really easy. And like like we just kind of keep thinking about it in terms of how how can we make the best practices like almost tough to avoid, right? And I, I think a, a lot of other great products like Next.js are doing similar things where it's like, they'll kind of like nudge you or yell at you if if you're not, you know, like following certain SEO practices or like adding alt tags to your images, right? So things like that, we're, we're constantly trying to make those kits better so that um, integrating uh, a CMS into your Next.js app is just inc- incredibly easy. Into your Nuxt app, uh, we have a great Nuxt module. So part of the team is is focused on those things, both the integrations that uh, users will pick up and use, but also working internally um, to create better uh, tools. Well, well, yeah, I I I guess it's all external facing at the end of the day. But um, but for for the next quarter or, or so, they're going to be working in, internally to uh, make our local development environment, um, or, or, or rather our local development tool, which is called Slice Machine, and you you can guess why it's called that. Um, <laughs> it's the machine that helps you make slices. See, it just makes sense um, to 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 make that even more powerful and just uh, make it so that it has like a whole. Uh, it, make it easier to bring on new frameworks into Slice Machine. Because right now, um, as we're building this new tool out, it, that one is only for Next and Nuxt. But talk to me like June, July-ish, and it should be kind of like floodgates op- op- open up to a lot of other frameworks, which we love and, and want to support. Um, so that, that's, just, that's just part of what my team's working on. We also handle the blog. We also handle the community. And we also handle like events. Uh, we're we're doing live streams and uh, just trying to like make Prismic uh, as as a community, as a platform, um, a a good place for developers, for freelancers, for agencies to be a part of. So uh, it's it's awesome working on this team. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing on the team, man. I'm uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm managing trying to trying to get stuff out of their way, um, but but also doing the streams. Um, like I said, kind of like focused on on hiring, but also uh, focused on Slice Machine and like working on the developer experience there and like finding out like how DX is a lot like UX. And it's just like, this needs to make the the developers as efficient as possible. Let's, let's make this button behave differently. Let's make this more clear. All that kind of stuff has been really fun lately. So I've been been doing both an external and internal kind of role uh, yeah. with Prismic. Gotcha. Nice, nice. Very cool. I, I'm I am curious. So you touched you touched a little bit on on community building there. How would you compare the community building around front end horse and Prismic? Because like I imagine it feels pretty organic with front end horse because there's not you know you're not you're not tied to a product. So it's like people who are interested yeah. in this thing are there. Is that is that do you also find that to be true with Prismic or is it a little bit more uh, nuanced in how how that community comes together? Yeah, it's interesting. So um, we actually have a, a, a great community manager um, in Eric, and he uh, honestly he's been a, a great resource for me as I stumbled into community building. Like I, it was never a thing where I'm like, 
I'm going to uh, make horse puns and grow a community. Like, like that was not not the day one plans, right? Um, but it's just like, all right, this is this is happening. I should figure out how to do this now. Uh, and he's been great to kind of ask questions about because he is uh, he's an absolute pro in terms of um, building community, helping people, um, it's just just facilitating community. I, I see. Like, I don't even know how else to say it. I don't have synonyms because I'm not that great at it. But he would have synonyms like left he, and right. He's got but the anyway, vocabulary. He's got the he's, vocab down. Yeah. Oh my! So many words. All the words. No. All um, words. So <laughs> it's important but, for communities. Uh, all the words. You know, you gotta. You get, yeah. I mean, yeah. If a community runs out of words, that's when you know that community's done for. Absolutely. Exactly. Totally. Um, no. So yeah, it it's definitely interesting because uh, I, I I think you touched on something real there. Where with front end horse, it's like I'm very clearly not selling anything and you know like and with prismic we're also not like trying to sell a thing but also it's tied to a company and the company is not just me and i can kind of like say whatever i want with front end horse and you know like it's just it's just just, yeah or or, organic thing that kind of springs up where with with the community with prismic it's it's a lot more listening and hearing what the users need right now what what they need to be successful um, what they've been looking for, right? And and so we, we've been acting on those things. Like we are um, actively trying to build out ways to showcase our, our developers better. Where like before we, we weren't doing as good of a job at saying like, check out these cool freelancers. They built these awesome sites. Look at how good these are. Like, or, or like this person wrote a tutorial, like showing you how to make a Nuxt and Prismic app. Awesome. We We love this. Like, promoting those sorts of things and building the community up that way wasn't something that we were doing as much and we are you know working on getting better at that and uh yeah just doing a lot of listening where with front end horse it was just like these are the shows that i'm putting on these are the things i'm already putting out in the newsletter and the blog and you kind of just attract those sorts of people naturally and i don't have to like listen to complaints or or not complaints, but like concerns or needs as much and be like, ah, I need to fill this niche or like I have to address that, uh, you know, demographic. It's just kind of like, hey, if you're here, you probably like creative coding and fun and puns, horse puns, most of all. So that's kind of the key there. Nice, nice. Yeah, that makes sense. You you answered my next question as well was, uh, which was, um, you know, how how do you guys kind of determine what what to focus on next as that dev experience team. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it makes sense. You know, when, when you have, when you have strong community building happening, it kind of just organically, like we know what users want because we hear about it all the time. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of both where, where like, you know, you still have to kind of keep an eye on the mission because, you know, uh, not, not to pull the old Henry Ford uh, quote, but like if you listen, right, right, right. Yeah, it's like about that. horses, right? Is there a horse thing in there? That, that, that that's the it's... only quotes I know. So okay, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, uh, gotcha. when it built a faster car, or when it built a car, would it built a faster horse, which I think yeah, was still a right. good idea. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we should go back to the drawing board there. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's yes. this faster horse? We we, we won it. Um, but uh, no, I... Um, I, 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 I think it's important to like hear what the community needs and also... Uh, kind of bring them along and and don't don't lose them as you're saying like we've got this new idea 
like headless website builder, right? Like like that, that we would have just built a better headless CMS or, you know, like like just kind of continue to iterate in in that space without creating this this new thing of like, what if developers didn't have to build every single page and every single page type? We just opened it up to the editors. So yeah, nice. it's a bit of both. Nice. Awesome. Cool. I, I, just, just, just to add to that, I, I, yeah. I think, I think one of the key parts is we use the product, and I feel like so many, um, not companies, but, 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 but like I, I feel like so many things can get lost if you're just focusing on shipping the button for the thing, and you never like use the full flow of of a product, right? Like if. Like your users are feeling different pains than you are as the person who created the little toggle or whatever, because they have to use it in the context of creating an entire website or what whatever the product is that you're working on. So if you're if you're not an actual user of the product, you're not gonna find the stuff that slows your users down or frustrates them or make them leave. And so that's like kind of the key thing about the developer experience team is that we're using it and we're saying, Oh, it'd be so much nicer if this actually did this. Right, like that's that's the key. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like most, for your users, it's not the thing that they're spending you know forty hours a week looking at. It's like I do this twice a week, and it's yep. annoying when it doesn't work, and so it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 very much about that here at Log Rocket as well because like we have web properties. It's great when we like we use the tool on them to understand the pains users are feeling and everything. So yeah, we're all yeah. about that. Like use your tool, and you'll understand the pains of the users. Then it. Yeah. It's great for testing and user empathy and, and all kinds of stuff. And coming um, up with, with with new ideas, right? You're yeah, like, exactly. oh, I, I wish this did this. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's super, super helpful. Cool. Awesome. Well, I feel like we've covered a lot so far. Um, I guess, yeah, is there is there anything you're excited about in web dev at large kind of in, in the next six months, next year? Yeah, I mean, once once I like, so I've I've... I've been looking at Astro and Remix and SvelteKit as like the three frameworks that I'm just like, oh, if I had like an hour more each each week, I would be like just getting into those and like l- like really building things with those. I, I I actually do have an Astro site, but I just don't feel like I build enough with it. Um, but those frameworks built br- bringing in those, um, I don't know, like n- not new way of doing things, but. With with Astro, it's the islands architecture. With Remix, I, I don't even have my, my my head around it entirely, but it's just like kind of falling back to good old. This is the way the web works. Why are we reinventing things? And then SvelteKit with just being Svelte and coming in and just being kind of great. I I, I really I'm, I actually have an Astro Svelte site. So like uh, if if people aren't aren't familiar, um, Astro allows you to pretty much run with any uh it, it, it can be react view svelte i think solid I, I i think like they don't care what what you throw at it but astro is a, an awesome framework um that lets you bring whatever you want uh so sorry lets you write with whatever you want and then uh it just compiles down to no javascript unless you opt in so you can like build an entire page in react and then spit out a just HTML and CSS site. And, and you might be like, why though? Like, why would you do that? It's like, if I I like JSX or I like Vue. Like, I, I like that templating. I don't like nunjucks. And I don't like writing just pure HTML, right? Like, like, like we, we have these things for a reason. Um, yeah, there's nice abstractions there. Just add the, the yeah, just like, 
the developer experience in and of itself, I feel like is enough. Like there's so much tooling around the pipelines and everything. It's just like, oh, right. Yeah, and, of course. And yeah. if, 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 but like, but at the same time, like my static text and image site doesn't need to hydrate over every time, right? So like, why am I shipping JavaScript at all? Um, or, or I just have this one little button at the bottom that I, I, that if someone clicks it, it does a JavaScript thing. Uh, only ship JavaScript for that component. That's such a cool idea and a cool concept. Um, and Azure just has a, a lot of really neat ideas around that. Um, so I, I am pretty big on Azure right now. Um, but once again, I, I want to get into it. And then there's like CSS subgrid and container queries and just so much cool happening in the CSS world. Like I, I'm, I'm excited for web dev and everything that's coming. Yeah, it's all good. Totally. Totally with yeah, and I, I feel like I, I keep seeing ask like I keep asking people these kinds of questions. I keep talking about it. I keep seeing it bubble up on Hacker News. I'm just like I need a I need a new project to go like play play with Astro with to, to justify really getting in the weeds and understanding. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Nice. How about how about for uh, front end horse? Anything new coming? Stuff you're excited about? So one of the like like my my favorite stream so far has been um the holiday snowtacular that we did back in december um the community got involved helped to come up with the designs and uh like just like like it it was a full community effort and it was 4 hours just like one big super stream 12 guests had like scott hanselman chris coyer cassidy williams like just all these like big like just these like wonderful wonderful people and uh, back to back to back to back to back, just this wonderful thing. And and we we raised ten thousand dollars for charity. Had a bunch of great sponsors. Um, and it was just like so much fun to see everyone like come together to build this thing. And so we're doing one in the summer, uh, either June or July. We're 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 planning it for. So um, going to be an, an another big thing. Hoping to raise more, but I'm not going to commit to that thing because you know I don't want to say. But yeah, but um. Yeah, the the winter stream has been like the the highlight of of the community so far for me, and uh, oh man, like like just cool graphics made for it. It's just been it's just been a lot of fun. So summer, we're looking for a summer one, and then a winter one again. Every six months, just do a really big stream, raise some money for charity. It'll be it'll be a good time. Nice, nice. I guess if, if there are people kind of looking to get involved and jump in, is there anything you'd point them to in particular? Check out the Twitch stream, check out the Discord, anything else? Yeah, I, I think uh, dropping in the Discord and uh, dropping a, a, a horse pun or two is like the best way you can get involved. But um, nice. but or uh, there, you know, we're, um, it's it's on Twitter at Front and Horse. Um, and yeah, sign up for the newsletter. Like like you know, like there's there's lots of vectors into into the whole thing but it's, it's a super friendly discord you don't have to even drop a pun we'll we'll just say hi to you but nice. um nice. yeah cool awesome um any, anything else you want to you want to shout out or plug point listeners to no i just want to say thanks for having me and uh yeah always always fun to chat about the community always fun to chat about prismic so really appreciate you uh in, inviting me on no, of course, Alex. Yeah, it was it was great chat. Thank you for answering all my questions and uh, you know getting in the weeds a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Pod Rocket. You can find us at Pod Rocket Pod on Twitter, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.